Hello, Texans. Welcome to the Coaches Podcast. And remember to hit subscribe. If you can, hit subscribe wherever you're listening to this right now. Let's get to it following the game at Atlanta and in advance of what's going to go down against New Orleans. Sunday at NRG Stadium. Crucial catch presented by Kroger. Here's our talk with the head coach. Coach, great to see you. Before we talk about the Saints, let's review what happened at Atlanta. Some really encouraging good things, but also down the stretch, having trouble stopping the opponent for that final field goal drive. Yeah, very, very encouraging things that happened in that game on Sunday. Love the way our guys showed up. They showed up with the right mindset. They played physical. They finished, right? And I love that about our team. And we are we are very close, and guys mm-hmm. see that. But you also see what it takes to win in this league, and it's those precise details that we kind of missed out on a lot of plays, had a lot of what I call missed ops, like a lot of missed mm-hmm. opportunities, whether it was on offense to create some explosives, to move the ball, right, convert on third downs defensively, missed opportunities or in position to take the ball away at times, and we didn't make those plays, right? It comes up in those big games, those – well, every game is, mm-hmm. is a big game, but every game you're going to have an opportunity to change the game and make a play – are we doing it in those critical moments? And that's where we feel short. But that's one thing is encouraging. You see our offense there go down and drive right at the end of the game when we needed it most. Right, they, had, they had been sputtering kind of throughout the game, but when we needed it most, games on the line, they go down, they convert, uh, CJ and Dalton connect for a touchdown. Huge play for us there. Now defensively, yeah, we have to be better. All right, that wasn't good enough. We have to be better there to close that game out. In a two-minute situation, better coverage, better rush. We have to close it out. Coach, you've seen a lot from your rookie quarterback the first four games, but a two-minute drive at the end of a game. We've been really good with the two-minute drives. Yeah. You know, I talked about it at halftime. Your end of halves, the last three halves, you basically kicked a field goal on the last, you know, the last play of the first half. But to do it in crunch time, to do it in the two-minute situation the way that he did it, what did you learn about your quarterback that maybe you didn't know yesterday? Yeah, you learned, well – you kind of see it, right, come right. to life, the poise that right. you have to have to play quarterback in this league. Like, C.J. didn't blink. Right. He drove the offense down. He made the right decisions with the – when it was time to – what I'm most proud of, when it's time to check the ball down, it's not there. He checks the ball down, right, and we're able to gain an explosive on a check down. Just seeing him operate in a critical situation, but seeing him operate with poise, yep. seeing the decision-making still be on point, it was encouraging. Well, that's three games in a row where he hits a big play on third down late in the game. Now, the throw to Tank and then the throw to Nico in the Pittsburgh game. Tank was the Jacksonville game. And those were games where you had things sort of in hand, but you wanted to put the dagger in, if if you will. And then third and eight. That's when he hit Schultz with the yeah. touchdown pass. It's third and eight. It's a tough down. Right. Yeah. The very tough down. You know, they and Schultz, you had to give him on the route. You talk about a great route, yeah. the way he set the defender up on the double move. Outstanding route, outstanding uh, aggressive hands going in and keeping that ball away from the safety was coming in. It was just really you know, great precision by Dalton. Coach, defensively against the run, I'm going to assume here that when you saw number seven, hey, Robinson's a guy we really got to stop. We got to be really good stopping the run, which I know as a tenant for your defense, got to stop the run. But yesterday, you really did a pretty good job stopping around. What what went into that? What was key in you getting those stops on Bijan, especially early? Yeah, the key was our our edge set on the front side. I thought Jonathan Grenard, Will Anderson, they did a great job of setting the edge yep. on the front side and seeing how fast our guys was closing on the back side and how physical they were showing up. 
man, it was the best run defense that we played all year. It was physical, right? Guys were swarming. That's what it looks like. You want to stop the run versus a very tough run opponent, right? That was an awesome job by our defense in stopping the run. Well, tell us what happened the final drive because you were stopping the run throughout the game. And if you told me you'd hold them below 100 net, I would say, oh, it's a win with the 2-0 turnover victory in the game. But what happened on the final drive, Coach, that you can tell us about? Yeah, right. It's, and we, I said the same things, right, to our guys. We, if I told you guys we held them to whatever, yep. under 3-0 carry, right? Mm -hmm. We dominated in a run game. And then we wanted to have some fun rushing the passer. And yeah. that's where I felt like we could be better when it comes to in those two-minute drives, right, when you win two-minute, it's going to be won by, you know, being in the, being coverage, being where you're supposed to be. But also with our rush, we have to be better at right. affecting the quarterback, not allowing him to sit in the pocket. As long as he did, we have to find a way to disrupt the quarterback. And on that two-minute drive, we just we never disrupted the quarterback. He got the ball out. And the coverage was loose, got the ball out, and we can't play that way. We have to play much tighter. Coach, I'm always fascinated by guys that don't always get the credit, but somehow they're on the field, they're just making plays. And the two guys that forced fumbles for you yesterday, Khalil Davis, I mean, his. we've talked a lot about where he's come from and what he's done. And then Graylin Arnold punching that one out um, from uh, Janu Smith, and then Henry punched the ball afterwards. <laughs> yeah. But those two fumble, uh, forced fumbles came from guys that – I don't know if we expected a lot. I mean, at the beginning of the year, we didn't even know who Khalil Davis was back in training camp, and then he joins us. What have those two guys brought to your team, and what do they tell you about the kind of team that you want to build here? It's kind of been an ongoing theme throughout our entire year, man. It's just the next man yeah. up type of mentality, mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter who's in. Like, we expect you to do your job, do it at a high level, and make plays. And most encouraged by Khalil Davis and what he did, we've been – trying to strain him on using his hands better, playing with better yeah. technique, and he did it this game. And he saw play. He was making plays all yep. in the run game and also there the effort play to go and punch that ball out. Big time play by him. Yep. Graylin also just the the scrappiness yeah. that Graylin plays yep. with and to see him punch that ball out, man, that's what we wanted. We wanted to attack the football. Those two guys did it. And it helped our team to be in a better situation to win that game. Yep. Coach, the running game, Dalton Schultz was on the post-game show, and he said, it's so close. It's yeah. so close to popping the way you need it to. There's just a little bit here and a little bit there that needs to be done. What does need to be done that you can tell us about? Yeah, with the run game, I think, you know, we keep going up front. Guys are on the right track, just keep finishing blocks, right? Putting our hat placement in the proper place, right? And, and it comes to our backs, just making sure we're running the proper tracks and we're hitting the hole with speed, right? And we do that collectively each and every time. We pop some runs here or there, but I think there is, there is like Dalton said, there is more to be had in the run game, and it's very close. Better hat placement, better job of running our tracks, better job of finishing our blocks on the backside. We will get there in the run game. Coach, I've heard offensive coaches say this, and we always kind of say this about offensive coaches. Whoa, they're setting something <laughs> up for later. They're setting something up for later. Defensively, do you kind of look at it like that? Because I was thinking about that that route by Dalton. Like, you had to be setting Bates up. You know B Bates was a guy that liked to jump those routes, and that little nod and go gets him in the end zone wide open. Do you kind of think that way defensively, or is it a little different mindset in how you go about kind of calling, calling the game? Like, okay, maybe that didn't work in the first quarter. We'll come back to it. Offense, it feels like they're setting things up. Do you kind of feel that way defensively, or yeah. do you look at it differently? It definitely works on um, both 
both phases, offense and defense. When you're calling plays, you're seeing right how a team is attacking you, yeah. right, and what are they what are they seeing, right? And now there may be a time to change some things up and throw a different coverage at them, throw a different pressure look at them, but just to kind of keep them off balance. Right. So that does go into play on defense and play calling yeah. as well. I got to think that you're not only teacher of technique as a head coach, but you're also part-time psychologist. And <laughs> you've got these young players, Coach. I think sometimes people forget how young a team you are, the ebb and flow of weekly life in the NFL and how hard yeah. it is. How much do you have to talk to them about the psychology of it all? <laughs> a lot. That's a lot that goes into it. It's just that mental strain, like playing in a league, it's hard, right? Yeah. Every week. You're, and it's different than any other job where you're yep. going to have that that final exam is what yeah. I call it on yeah. Sunday. And everybody's going to either going to be the best of the best or the worst of the it's worst. It's pass or fail. Yeah, right? it's yeah. pass or fail. So it's uh, it's in this in this job profession that we have, you can't you have to keep the blinders on. Right. And you have to really stay focused on your job and what you're doing. And for me, it's just constantly driving home the type the mindset that we have to play with, right? How we have to operate, how you have to practice, how you have to be precise to win in this league. A lot of games are won by one possession, mm -hmm. right? And our guys being in this game and seeing that, you see now what it takes. And you can't be relaxed yeah. first and second quarter, third quarter. You can't be relaxed in those moments. Like, that was the play of the game, right? Missing mm -hmm. that tackle. That was the play of the game. And if you don't look at it like that, each and every play is the play of the game. That's where you kind of mm. lose it a little bit. Yep. So guys, just being honest and on it, it takes a mentally strong, mentally tough person to play in this league and to be a successful player in the league. Coach, along those lines, I, I this hit me today. I looked up and I was looking at the college list. I'm like, man, they're more than halfway through the season hmm. of what their season would be. And you look at ours; we haven't even played a third of our season. So you got a number of young guys. Understanding for them, it's a marathon versus a sprint, but yet on Sundays, I need you sprinting. How tough a message is that to kind of get to your young guys to say, look, this is a long one. You know, you'd be halfway through, but now you're less than a third of the way through. How do you kind of deal with that with your young guys? Yeah, it, it is tough. Tough on them physically and mentally, yeah. the longest time that they'll play, longest season that they've ever had. And it, def it definitely jumps on them. And guys have to understand to make it in this league, you have to do a great job of taking care of your body. Yep. Right, that mm -hmm. recovery process Monday, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday. What is that recovery looking like? Are you attacking that with everything yep. that you have so your body can take care of you throughout, you know, such a long season? But it's a teaching, it's a teaching process that yep. you have to teach guys, you know, what it truly takes, taking care of your body, yep. being dialed in, studying on your off days, coming yep. over, watching film. It's a lot that goes into right being successful. Yep. And these young guys, it's a <laughs> lot thrown at them. Yeah. And some of them, they, they start to get into their routine. They start to get into it, seeing what works for them. Early in the season, they're trying to figure it out, right? And, okay, when should I get a massage or when should right. I get this? Like, mm -hmm. they have to figure that out. And come midseason, you hopefully they found the correct formula that works right. for them. Absolutely. All right, since the topic came up, how did taking care of your body change for you from no. your rookie year in 06 to no. year 6, 7, whatever you were doing differently, what was it? Right, it's, it's fine. My rookie year, I'm, I was coming in, I didn't even know about getting massages or anything. Mm -hmm. A veteran pulled me aside, Dexter McLeon. He pulled me, he's like, hey, Miko, what do you, you get massages? Like, no. So Dexter, he's like, man, you have to be getting a massage. Like, you play every snap. So he actually paid for my first 
<laughs> massage. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And then I started making that part of my weekly routine. Mm. Uh, started getting into the cold hot tubs, figured that out. And as I progressed throughout my career, I had to learn, like, you have to have somebody who stretching, Right. You have to have a person that's right. Acupuncture, all those little things. Massages, not only one time, but two times a week, making sure you're primed and ready to go. What about diet? How did that change Ooh, for yeah. you? Yeah, diet had to get away from this <laughs> Texas barbecue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely, what you, what you put in your body, it, it matters. So mm-hmm. that's where going later in my career, like getting with the nutritionists and understanding like, hey, it's you got to eat the proper things to make sure your body holds up throughout the year. All right, but you still look like you could play, right? You get that a lot. So how often do you work out now? And I guess a lot of that is also to keep the mind going as well, right? Yeah, I try to get at least three times in, three workouts in a week. Mm. So three days a week working out, trying to, first off, get a break from the (laughs) the film and the Mm. mental preparation just to take care of myself and make sure, you know, I'm, I'm dialed in. My body is in good shape and ready to go so I can sustain throughout the season as well. Well, I can tell you, you were ready to dive on that loose ball yesterday. Oh, man, I was close. And you were really <laughs> close. In fact, you helped me, so I wanted to say thank yeah. you because I couldn't see that the ball was out. And then I see you about ready to jump off yeah. the sideline. I was like, I told Mark in his ears, like, ball's out. I think <laughs> I think D'Amico said it was. Um, yeah. You got the Saints this week. And I was thinking about this, like, wait. Your your last year in the league was 14? 15. 15, okay. Yeah. So have you coached against guys that you've played against? Like Derek Carr, did you ever face Derek Carr in the league? <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember if I played against Derek or not. I played against – yeah, I can't remember. Mm. It's been a while. Yeah, I just thought about that because you're coaching guys. You, you're coaching guys like John Weeks that you played yeah. with at some point. <laughs> um, but the Saints coming in here back to NRG Stadium – it's a team you saw in the preseason, but obviously preseason is much different than the regular season, right. and you're going to see him here. I know you haven't gone too far into the, the Saints film, Coach, but I don't know if at some point you've been watching and studying other teams and you've seen the Saints. Your thoughts about Derek Carr and the Saints coming in here on Sunday? Yeah, I think uh, with the Saints, I think first and foremost it starts with their defense. Right, Their defense has been stout throughout mm-hmm. the year. Dennis has done a great job of their aggressive defense. They play tight coverage yep. on the outside, so – we're going to have a challenge there when it comes to their defense and offensively at getting Alvin Kamara back. And now he's yep. starting to get going a little yeah. bit. He's one of the toughest backs in the league. You talk about a guy, great contact balance. It's going to take everybody swarming, getting them down, not only run game, but he's really great in the passing game. So we have to be on it there. And it's playmakers all over the field, them adding Derek Carr to their team. I think that's helped them a lot. Yeah. Right. Derek has been, uh, consistent quarterback in his league for a while, made a ton of plays, Pro Bowl player. We're going to have our hands full, but we know we have – and uh, it's a tough matchup, right? I think we learned a lot from this last game versus the Falcons. We see how close we've been as a team. Now it's time for us to take those learning lessons, take them to the field on Sunday, and to come out with the win. Is the Pete Carmichael offense a lot like the Sean Payton offense yeah. <laughs> in general? I know you don't have Drew Brees, which they had for so right. long, but you have Derek Carr and a lot of the weapons that Brees had. Right. Pete's been there a while, just as long for as long as Sean Payton was there. Yeah. So it's similar, very similar, same offense to me. Quick passing game, right? Quick get the ball out of the quarterback hands as quickly as possible, get into the playmaker's hands. So it's the same as a Sean Payton offense. Coach, I'm kind of watching yesterday. It was kind of interesting at times how their personnel groupings and you match your personnel groupings. You, we had talked about this, that there were mm-hmm. some positionless offensive players right. over there, so there might be different ways you went about it. 
A, as a player, how much did you enjoy that chess match when you were essentially cerebrally going against the quarterback? How do you love that chess match now as a coach? Is How much do you enjoy that part of it uh, as you're coaching through, kind of figuring out where all those chess pieces go and defeating the offense yeah. that way? Yeah, that chess match, that's what gets me going, right? Yeah. <laughs> On game day, that's what gets me going. That's where I'm most intense, and I'm – it's me against the offensive coordinator, yeah. and that's how I see it. And that's my that's my challenge each week. Am I better than the offensive coordinator? And I love taking on that challenge. It was a great one this this past week because yep. they had the different personnel groups, and you're trying to figure out within the game, okay, what are they trying to do with these two tight right. ends versus this back who's on the field? So trying to figure it out, and then you just settle in and make sure, okay, make sure our guys aren't moving around too much to make sure we're settled we can line up and just go play fast. So I love that chess match on Sundays. Coach, week six, how fast do you practice at this stage of the season? Is it changing as we go deeper into the season? As Johnny said, we're not even halfway through here, but you've played some football now, especially these young guys. How do you change the practice routine? Yeah, the the scheduling is all the same, but it Mm -hmm. starts to, as guys get used to what we're doing, it just starts to slow down. And I think on Wednesdays, guys are a little – more sore yeah, <laughs> than they yeah, were yeah. early in the year. Mm-hmm. So that makes it makes the practice slow down a little bit. And guys are, I think for Thursdays is that, that heavy practice day for us. It's mm-hmm. going to be third down day, I mean, run. We got the pads on. It's going to be physical. Guys are getting after it. That doesn't change. And then Fridays, call it fast Fridays, where we try to we'll go fast for a couple periods, then we slow it down, just kind of jog through mode to make sure guys are – dialed into the details of what we're asking them to do. Coach, I don't even know if this comes up, but I'll ask anyways, because I would imagine kind of like, you know, you were talking about school earlier in some sense with an exam every Sunday. Well, you get a break after next Sunday. You get the bye week after that. Is that any consideration going into this week that, hey, guys, we go a little bit harder, then you get the break, and you don't want to go into the break with a loss. How do you kind of look at it going into the first bye week uh, for yours as a head coach? Yeah, going into the bye week, you know, I think, you put it out there for the guys, which I've already done. Like, hey, this is this is it. This is our season. Right. Like, this is the one game that we have. This is all of our focus. Everybody all dialed in on preparation for the Saints this week. And we need to empty the tent. We need everything that everybody has. All the, the mistakes that we've made, let's clean it up this week. Everything we have to go end up 3-3 three and three going into the bye week. Well, the last time you were at NRG Stadium was a tremendous emotionally bonding experience with the Texans and the fans, <laughs> and you need another one, right? Yeah. You need the crowd there to lift you up. Oh, for sure. I mean, we play well. Like last time we were at home, we played well, and we felt our fans, and I think it starts with us as a team. right? We have to go out. We have to play well, and our fans, they'll, they're ready to cheer. They're ready to be loud for us on defense. We just have to make sure we're doing our job and we're giving them something to be excited about. All right, the Amogee Bank Ask Coach question of the week. We were talking about school. So here's the question. In school, when you're in high school or maybe even earlier, what was your favorite subject and what was your best subject and were they the same thing? Because sometimes they're not the same thing. So you tell us. Man, favorite subject. Uh, Lunch. No, I'm just (laughs) not. No. Everybody. (laughs) Favorite subject was uh, math, and that was probably my best subject as well. So I did – some reason math kind of came came easy to me and that was mm-hmm. my my favorite subject. 
That makes one right, of us. Yeah. Well, actually, that makes two of us because Johnny as well. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's your favorite subject? Uh, English literature, English. whatever. You know, makes read, sense. You know, reading, <laughs> music that class. Kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Music, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, I taught math for a long time, Coach, so I knew we had a bond in a different way. <laughs> so the math bond is good. Yeah. I like that. Coach, thanks uh, a lot. Good luck this week. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it.